0: Hi everyone! What's up? How are you doing today? Um, Thank you so much for joining me for the Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me podcast. Um, We are back today and we are talking about something I think is really important and something that we all have experienced, whether we like to admit it or not. And what I'm talking about is the idea of failure or failing at something. So to give you a bit of backstory, um, when I was growing up, I did not want to fail, like at all. (laughs) Um, I was a straight-A student and, you know, that was, to me, meant, yes, I'm doing what's right, I'm doing what's good. um, And I wanted to, you know, align myself with that status. I am the straight-A student, right? And, you know, I think growing up, we had expectations and we knew how those expectations were being measured, right? So in school, you get, you know, when you're in elementary school, you have like, like check marks or like check pluses or like minus marks. And then I don't know how it was for you guys, but I think around third grade was when the grading scales introduced. So that's when it was like A's, B's, C's, um, D's and F's. So all of a sudden it's like you know you get checks or you get minuses and then it's like okay now you have um now you have a's and b's and c's and and d's and f's and in um, the state of virginia where i went to school i was in public school and in virginia we have these tests at the end of the year called standards of learning so they're called sols and basically you take them at the end of the year and you have to score above a certain number Um, I think, and I could be wrong on this because it's been a long time since I took an SOL, but it's like the highest number you could get was 800 and 600 was passing. And then if you got like 700 or above, you were considered like exceptional at that subject or something. Um, But you know, just another way that we were being measured. And because it happened so much, we knew we were being measured. And then, you know, high school rolls around and you have the option for advanced classes like AP classes, IB classes, Um, maybe you're even... um, I think it's called dual enrollment. Um, So for those of you who might not be familiar, um, AP means Advanced Placement, IB stands for International Baccalaureate, and then dual enrollment means that you're enrolled in, I believe, both college and high school courses. But basically, those classes are—they were considered the advanced classes, right? And if you were considered a good student and you could learn material well, you were recommended for those classes. And, you know, it was definitely the people who were in those classes would often be looked at as people who, you know, were not necessarily doing, you know, the best out of all the students in the class, but, you know, they were considered that, you know, they were advanced advanced placement. Um and I was in those um classes. I was I took a lot of AP classes when I was in um high school. And you know, then your next step is, you know, figuring out what college you go to and then certain colleges um have certain prestige with them. And then when you're in college, you like the goal is to graduate. And you know, from 5 Like, from the time you're from 5 years old to 18, or maybe 5 years old to 22 years old, kind of, you know, everything has been laid out for us. Um, And I do recognize that um, my experience was one um, where I was, like, privileged enough to be able to take these advanced classes, and um, college was always an option for me. Um, And I've had lots of discussions about this with um, people... And, um, you know, I do recognize the privilege that I have with this. And we can spend a whole other episode talking about that. Um, But, you know, it's like the blueprint for me was there. It was never a question of, oh, are you going to college? It was always, where are you going to college? And, you know, my school wasn't like that across the board. There were some kids where it wasn't expected for them to go to college, they would just, you know, join the workforce um and there's you know nothing wrong with that but it definitely um i was definitely aware of sort of the the change not the changes but i was aware that i was in a different spot than some other people that i went to school with um but you know for me the blueprint was there the roadmap was there and i followed that from the time i started kindergarten to college graduation and it was always okay Um, In fifth grade, move on to sixth grade. In eighth grade, move on to high school. In high school, got to graduate. College, graduate again. So, you know, I followed that. And after, you know, I graduated and I entered, you know, the adult world, um, those marks that had told us how we were doing and if we were doing well or not sort of disappeared. And if you think about it, it's kind of like, you know, if you graduate, then, you know, you're doing awesome. Like you graduate from high school, fantastic. If you graduate with, you know, a 4.0 and you're the valedictorian, then you're doing so, so well, so much better than everyone else. But if you barely graduate high school, like maybe your grade point average isn't the best, but like you just barely made it. It's like, yeah, cool, you graduated, but um, you know, it's almost like you're not as highly regarded for that accomplishment and you graduated high school like that is you know very that's so awesome and amazing especially for people who you know maybe their parents hadn't graduated from high school maybe that's like a huge milestone for them um or i guess not high school rather but college i mean college especially well i guess college and high school um but you know, same thing if you're graduating college, if you're graduating high school, for some people, those are the huge, huge milestones. And sort of the way that we were told that we were doing well disappeared, right? So the tests disappeared, the grades disappeared. Um, I mean, I guess if you decided to go on to graduate school and get your master's degree, then I guess those totally didn't disappear. Um, but things changed, right? And all of a sudden, this roadmap that we had with all of these, like, you know, things where we could say, oh, yes, I reached this at this right time, so I must be doing well. Those weren't there anymore. And I think we almost created new ways to measure, quote unquote, success. So maybe some of those ways were moving out, um, reaching a certain salary or a certain title at work. Um, and even farther down the line, getting married, buying a house, having kids if you want to have kids. And this sort of became the new like mile markers or, you know, just sort of markers on our roadmap. And I know this is something I sort of talked about in a previous episode as well. Um, but I feel like, you know, that's that's what happened. We created new markers for ourselves. And it's almost like if we weren't meeting these markers when we thought we should be, or, you know, thanks to social media, because let's let's be real, we all sort of see things that pop up on Facebook or Instagram or, um, I guess, Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter. Like, I had one a long time ago, but I don't know what the password is now, and I haven't used it in years. Um, but it's like, you know, you see these things on social media, and you're like, oh, man, like, I went to school with that person. They're already engaged. Like, why am I not engaged? Or something like that. Um... You know, like the fear of missing out is, is real. Um, so, you know, it's like when we see our friends or our peers hitting those markers that we think we should be hitting, that we've set for ourselves, you know, whether we realize it or not, we feel like we're falling behind and we feel like we're failing. And I think a lot of factors play into that. And I think there are a lot of ways to address it, But i think the first way to start is saying to yourself okay i'm you know comparing my successes to these other people's successes which you know um is something hard to not do um i still do it for sure and i'm working on you know um getting better at that but i think we all do it we compare you know what we're doing with what our friends are doing or maybe our colleagues and we feel like we're falling behind and failing if we're not where we see all of those other people are. Um, And an example of my own feelings of like failure and failing is kind of after I graduated from school. So um, I was working a couple part-time jobs, and everyone around me basically had full-time jobs. Um, I was living at home. which, you know, that's not a bad thing, but it was still something that I saw my friends living on their own. And, um, I was working, you know, I was working this job that I wasn't super excited about. And I just was doing it because that was the job I had when I was in school. And I knew I needed to get a new job and I was looking for one, but because, you know, I wanted to pursue acting, I knew it I wasn't really looking for that regular 9-to-5 kind of job. Um, But I just... Sometimes I would feel so inadequate when I thought of my friends who were, you know, they were in their first full-time jobs or maybe they were going on to get their master's degrees and also working maybe part-time or full-time. And it was one of those things where I just... I knew why I was doing what I wanted to do, but because I was comparing myself to other people and my friends, I just felt like I was failing. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, who is still working you know, at a job that I'm working at and I've already graduated from school and I should be you know, in a different job by now or at least be working in my field because at the time I wasn't working in my field because I wasn't... I hadn't been cast in anything. So I was just... Oh man. Like, uh, what is like, what, what's going on with my life? I felt like I did something wrong. And for me, especially because I, um, like up to that point, I had, you know, done everything I was supposed to do. Like everything I was told, I got, well, I didn't get straight A's, but I got pretty good grades. I like hit all the mile markers when I was supposed to, I even remember thinking like, I need to graduate college in four years because that's what you're supposed to do. And yeah, basically, I was just kind of like, what happened? I was doing everything quote unquote right, and now I'm doing everything wrong. And I think the secret there is that you, like once you're out in the world, you know, there's, it's not as clear as, you know, what what to do next. And I think that's super important because, you know, we can't measure our feelings of success by what we think we should be doing. Um, And I think sort of my perspective on this um, pretty much was, you know, stayed throughout my professional life as far as like you know jobs I was working as I was supporting my um myself looking for acting jobs and I even remember I was working on a show with someone and you know everyone was super nice I have nothing against you know anyone I worked on the show with they're all amazing people and um you know this person was um was like a fairly big role in the show and you know, again, super nice, um, super easy to talk to, um, and I was like, man, like he is doing all of these things, and it's like so cool that his career is like this. And then I found out that he had started his career practically the year I was born, so he had like, you know, he had something like twenty to twenty-two years on, um, on me as far as like how long he'd been in the industry for. So. Like that sort of like helped put everything in perspective. But at the same time, I was still like, oh man, like I'm failing, even though he had been working almost as long as I'd been alive. So, you know, I think we all feel like we're not supposed to be where we're at, at some point. And we measure our success to others ahead of us. And, you know, people probably measure their successes against our success. So like, it's it's both ways. So it's like, I'm measuring my success against the person who's like, you know, all these steps ahead of me, but for all I know, someone who has just graduated from college is measuring their successes um, against mine. And I've, you know, I'm like two years ahead of them just because, you know, I'm two years older than they are. And, you know, it it doesn't do us any good. Um, We need to remember that we are not failing and it's not fair to us to measure our successes. Well, first of all, you know, measure our successes against anyone, like ever. But I think that when we look at someone who is where we want to be and we feel like we should be there but we're not, we have to remember that, you know, if they're 20 years older than us then they have 20 years on us like we can't do anything about that like that's just how it is that's how like the world and numbers work and we just have to remember that we're we're not failing um and you know it's one of those things where it takes a lot of work and i'm still working on this um but You know, the more I think we tell ourselves, okay, I'm not failing at this, I'm actually doing pretty good where I am, and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, you know, I think the more we work on that and the more we tell ourselves that we're working hard, you know, I think the more this feeling of failure is going to slowly, you know, go away. And again, this is something that I've been working on um, and just sort of addressing the feeling of failure for years at this point um so I totally get it um you know it's like when you know it's it's like when we had a question in school that we were too scared to ask because we didn't want to feel ashamed for asking it right we didn't want to feel like oh I want to know the answer to this question but if I ask it then I'm going to look stupid and I'm going to look like I'm not good at this, and I've failed. Sort of the the same idea. Um, So to sort of get us out of this feeling like we're failing, I want to do an exercise. So grab a pen and piece of paper, or if you're driving or you can't um, get a pen and paper right now, do it when you get home. Um, I want you to write down all the things that you're proud of or that you have accomplished in the last year now at the time i'm recording this and publishing this um i it's in the middle of the covid 19 pandemic and i realized that the last year was you know definitely not um a typical year um but still that doesn't mean that you didn't accomplish things that doesn't mean you aren't proud of the things you accomplished so i'll give you a second to write that down and then I will share a few things on my list. So the things that I'm super proud about on my list is that I continued to do theater and I got to work with a company that I'd been wanting to work for in the Washington DC area um, that I never expected to work with, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I started this podcast um, I was wanting to start it, um, but definitely didn't know if it would happen or not. So I'm super proud of that, and I started my own business. Um, so I'm also really excited and proud that I just like took the faith, and or not took the faith, but like had the faith to like believe in myself. Um, and then I also, um, I did some. I ended up writing um, a play for a play festival here in the area as well. Didn't really expect that to happen. Um, And yeah, so that's four things I have on my list. Um, And then I want you to either circle or like star the things that you didn't expect would happen. Um, So I guess for me, I guess I would have to star... The working with the theater that I had wanted to work with, I didn't expect for that to happen. Um, And I didn't really expect to start my own business. Like, I knew I wanted to, but it was always one of those things that I was like, Oh, I'll just do it, you know, later. And then, you know, later became now. (laughs) Um, I did kind of hope I was going to start my podcast and I did kind of hope I was going to be able to do some writing so those things are more on the side of i expect them to happen um, but definitely the other two didn't really expect that they would happen this year so i want you to look at either what you circled or starred and this is proof that you are not feeling because you are doing things and you're trying things and the things that we didn't expect to happen you know it didn't mean that other things that we had wanted to do failed. It just means that we went down a slightly different path, and you know, that's okay. Um, you know, there's a story that I heard about the, um, the founder of Chipotle, and I was listening to it on another pa- um, on another podcast Uh, The name of that podcast is How I Built This. I believe it's an NPR podcast, and it's sponsored by Guy Guy Raz. Um, It's an awesome series. Um, They have a ton of founders of really big name brands, and they've been doing a series recently on how these brands have been, you know, just sort of pivoting throughout the pandemic. Um, Great series. Highly recommend it. Um, But what stuck out to me was there was a story about the founder of Chipotle, and Chipotle was not supposed to be as successful as it was, which I thought was kind of crazy. And I remember listening to the episode, and the founder was like, yeah, like, I started Chipotle because I wanted to have enough cash flow for myself, you know, I guess hopefully Chipotle would have generated enough money um, that after you know the owner would have paid you know his employees business expenses all that whatever his take-home pay was that would have been enough to start like i think he said he wanted to start like a gourmet restaurant and that was the whole goal of chipotle and chipotle ended up being super successful and really popular and i don't think he expected that and you know now we know that chipotle has you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like I see a Chipotle like in every little shopping plaza I go to and if not in every shopping plaza then any every other shopping plaza. Um, I see them pretty much everywhere. And um Chipotle has a really fascinating story too. Um it was I think it got funding from McDonald's at one point and then I think they bought their way out of like the contract with McDonald's. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny that Chipotle and McDonald's, like, were at one point, like, involved in business together. Um, but at the end, sort of towards the end of the episode, the host, um, guy, he asks the founder of Chipotle whose name I cannot remember, so on the off chance that the founder of Chipotle is listening to this, I'm really sorry that I don't remember your name. Um, but he was like, so the host asked, so... Do you feel like chipotle was successful or is successful and the owner he was like well if you think about it from what it was originally supposed to have done it was a complete failure and i was like that's so crazy to me because from that lens yeah like the whole goal of chipotle was to be able to fund this like you know fancy restaurant which i think he said he never actually ended up starting so in a way, from that perspective, Chipotle failed, but I'm sure if you ask anyone, like, you know, hey, do you think Chipotle's a successful um, restaurant, food chain, food brand, they'd be like, yeah, it's super successful. Um, and the reason why I wanted to share that story with you guys is because, um, you know, it just sort of puts into perspective what exactly quote-unquote failure is. And, you know, in a sense, Chipotle failed because it didn't, you know, help fund this restaurant. But on the other hand, it's made, you know, a ton, a ton of money. So Chipotle, you know, is also successful. Um, so it's just one of those examples that, you know, just because things don't happen the way we plan or what we're planning for to occur doesn't come to fruition that doesn't mean what we did instead is complete failure. Chipotle is a prime example of that. And another thing that I really like about failure is this phrase that I learned when I was taking a a class. I can't remember if it was a class or like a workshop or something, Um, but I was taking it and I heard failure or um, what was it? it was something about how nothing is actually failure it's just feedback so it's like what you do if you fail like if you feel like something that you've done either you've launched a product or you've launched a service if you know it doesn't you know work or you know do what you want it to do and in your mind it has quote unquote failed no don't think of it like that it's not failure what you're seeing what you're getting back it's feedback, and it's everything that you know you need to take and analyze in order to you know reiterate and pivot and you know do something you know even better than what you originally were doing. Um, so I wanted to leave you guys with that: that failing isn't bad; failing is feedback. And again, I can't take credit for that. Um, That was said to me by Kathy Heller, who also has a podcast. It's called Don't Keep Your Day Job. I absolutely love it. Um, And, you know, definitely go subscribe to her podcast. It's amazing. Um, And yeah, I wanted to leave you guys with that. You know, we all have this negative idea and connotation with failure. And I get it. Like, you know, you don't want to fail as a kid. And I think that We just have that ingrained in ourselves as we grow up. So when we become an adult, we still don't want to fail. Um, And we sort of have to rewire our brain and think, okay, like I'm not failing. This just is telling me something and I need to pivot. Um, And I do want to let you guys know that even when you feel like you are failing, and I get that feeling, I really do, you never know what is going to come out of that? Um, I think I'll leave you with one more little story before um, we end here. Um, but I think it was another one of those um, episodes for how I built this with Guy Raz, or Raz. I have to double check on how to pronounce his last name. Um, but in one of the episodes, they weren't in, they weren't interviewing the founder of PayPal. But they were talking about PayPal in one of um, the episodes. And PayPal was born during the 2008 financial recession. So when, you know, things were down, things were not looking so great for businesses um, back in, you know, the 2000s, um, he was like, you know, PayPal was born from that. And I think... You know i don't really know the story of paypal exactly if like it had some ups and downs i mean i'm sure it had ups and downs um but you know throughout all those ups and downs and especially being you know like conceived and thought of during a time of like this financial upheaval um back then which was you know in 2008 the financial recession was the worst like economic downturn economic event since the Great Depression. So like back in 2008, it was, it was huge. Um, And, you know, obviously during the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen very different things, but I'm going to go off on a tangent there. So I'll stop there. (laughs) Um, But it's just amazing that even though this company, that's like this giant in, you know, e-commerce started off during a time where a lot of like businesses I'm sure were not doing so well. The fact that, you know, with all of this negative energy, negative, I'm sure, negative, um, like news around them, they still became, you know, they still became successful. And I really like that. I really like that story. Because I'm sure at some point, especially during the 2008 um, financial recession, the founders felt like they were failing at something. I'm sure I feel like every entrepreneur, every interview I've heard from an entrepreneur, they're like, yeah, at this one point I felt like I was failing. Um, but you know, they they kept going and they took those failures and they were like, Okay, I'm sure, you know, when things didn't go the way they wanted, they're like, How can we, how can we do this better? What do we need to change? And they sort of took that, you know, as as feedback. So Yes, guys, I wanted to leave you with that story that, um, you know, even if you feel like something's failing or it's not working out the way you want it to work out, um, those feelings are valid. Everyone feels them. And so, with that, I just wanted to let you know that we've created this world where we feel like we're failing. But we're never actually failing. We're just trying things, seeing what works, and, you know, we reiterate. And, um, you know, just to let you know, I'm still working on that too. Like, feeling like a failure, I'm definitely working on that. I feel like we all were. But thank you guys so much for joining me for today's podcast. I feel like we hit on a a pretty, not heavy topic, but definitely like a serious one. Um, And thank you guys so much for joining me today, and I will see you later.